Welcome to Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. All right, we're back with another edition of Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry after a little time off back just in time for Halloween and in time to talk about Halloween ends. We'll give you our review coming up in just a bit uh, as the third and final uh, edition of this trilogy has hit Peacock and theaters this weekend. We'll talk about that. I'll give you a hint. Uh, I hated it. Somehow Chuck liked it. We'll go from there in a bit, but we also have a lot to do with movie news. We'll do fast five and, and Chuck, um, before we start with our uh, review of Halloween ends, well, let's welcome you in first. Chuck Curry, how are you? I'm doing really good, Mike. Uh, good to be on the air with it. With and, and if you are listening on Wolf of 1190 and not the podcast, after our podcast, you're going to hear us go through all the Halloween movies uh, from a long time ago in the 70s till today. Chuck, before we get to our talk on Halloween ends, let's do a quick couple of seconds here on the passing of Angela Lansbury, 96 years old, you know, automatically people are going to think murder. She wrote and, and of course her sure. legendary voice work in beauty and the beast, like just a tre- tremendous song. And when she sings that in that movie, it brings back a lot of memories, but we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about her turn as maybe one of the great film villains of all time in the Manchurian candidate way back when, um, as she was brainwashing, you know, Frank Sinatra and stuff, a beautiful young lady in a diabolical role. Yeah, I mean, she led a, a really good life, extremely well liked in the industry, well liked, well respected. Yeah, she was awesome in that movie. Uh, obviously, most people know her for Murder, She Wrote, which was a hit show uh, and extremely uh, popular, seen by a lot of people. Uh, and when some that, interesting when, when that aired. Some interesting stories I heard over the past week, too, about how her daughter was, uh, you know, propositioned by Charles Manson. They had to move back to England because she got involved in that, you know, in that lifestyle with Charles Manson in Hollywood. So she, she okay. moved her family. I know that. Yeah. And I heard, too, that, you know, during the years of murder, she wrote she would give older, older, old time actors roles on on the show to keep their SAG license active and to get their medical benefits. That's she would really give them, cool. she would give them bit parts on that role. And that's just how tremendous she was. And uh, just a, a great, and you know, I grew up and I don't, I'm sure you saw it in the theaters too. One of the first movies I saw growing up was bed knobs and broomsticks yeah. Yeah. on a Disney movie. And she was a big star in that too. Yeah. Um, so just, I, I, I didn't want to do a show without bringing that up. And of course, for the Harry Potter fans out there too, you know, Robbie Coltrane passes away. Hagrid uh, from the entire series and every single one. And even uh, if you go to Universal Studios, he's he's got a big role out there, too, with, a, with his own ride, uh, Hagrid. And Robbie Coltrane had an interesting career, Chuck. Um, and, you know, don't forget, he's in a couple of Bond movies, too, with Pierce Brosnan. He plays a Russian kind of uh, ally. And I love Let It Ride is one of my favorite movies with. Uh, yeah, Richard I remember Dreyfus. that one. And he's the ticket giver at that t- in that yes. movie, Chuck. He's quite Richard funny. Yeah. Um, so David Robbie, Col- Robbie Coltrane, uh, 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 you know, died a little younger than we'd want him to, but wanted to bring him up as well. All right, Chuck, let's talk about Halloween ends here. And, you know, you're going to give a more positive review than I am. Uh, How do you do? Uh, maybe you should start and then I'll react because uh, we want to. Yeah, let, on- let, 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 let's go. Um, here's the thing. <laughs> the movie's. Uh, 
it was tracking at like 55 million. They're saying it's going to do about 43 million. They're saying that Peacock day to day shaved off about 10 million in box office. That's still pretty good, though. It's still very good. Having said that, I still don't understand how uh, Universal NBC uh, can accept $10 million in, in Shea box office off people watching it off the Peacock network. I it guess the real the real answer is how many subscribers did they get, right? Yeah, I guess so. Um, I don't know. It just it just, well, you, just put, put in theaters. Having you know what that, else it kills, watch. Chuck, is repeat yeah. viewing, right? People aren't going to go back to the theaters to see it. They'll They're just turn not. on Peacock, you know? So Having said that, based on the cinema score of C+, I don't think a lot of people are going to go back. Now, here's the thing. I was curious. Now, I did. I, I told uh, let me just preposize what I thought of this film and what my expectation was leading up to it. A couple months ago when they had the test screenings, I was reading or watching on YouTube some of the reaction. And I did read some of the reaction in, in the storyline that this movie would entail. And I knew when I read that that this film would be absolutely divisive simply because it's not linear in the expectation that most people will go into this movie wanting to see. This is a weird trilogy. I mean, it is a bizarre trilogy because what started in 2018, which was basically straightforward storytelling. Horror. Horror. And, and, right. And then Halloween Kills, which was two years ago, or last year, excuse me, pretty divisive. I actually liked it as a time as a Halloween time killer. Listen, I never thought Halloween was high art. Obviously, Carpenter's first Halloween set movie in 78 is the best and regarded in the most critically acclaimed. I think that's a given, correct? Yes, it's a, it's a classic. It is an ultimate yes. classic so, horror movie. All the other entries in this in this franchise, for the most part, have been mixed bags by most critics. Although HTO, H, Halloween H2O got mostly very favorable, positive reviews. And it's the second best really one. like that. It's the second okay. best one. Now, I like Halloween 2, the direct uh, sequel to the original film. I think they play beautifully as bookends. One, one and two, one long movie, right? Okay, so you got Halloween 2018, which I liked but didn't love. Uh, Halloween Halloween Kills, which last year, which I liked but obviously didn't love. I thought it was, hey, you know what? It has a good Halloween feel. It's got some good kills. It's nothing special, but... You know, I, I could watch it and enjoy it. And then I knew going into this one that Michael Myers was not going to be the center of attraction. I knew this. OK, that doesn't and make it right. I understand that. I get it. So I watched it and I got to tell you. There was something interesting about this movie for me. Now, is it is it a, like is it high art? Obviously not. Is it weird? Absolutely. Is it is it a movie that I would have? Is it a storyline that I would have sat in a writing room and said, "This is the way to go"? No, but Are... when I watched it and I knew from reading a few months ago some of the ideas they had, this movie cliff. It's important the audience listens here. This movie clearly is a homage to John Carpenter's Christine. And you say to yourself, how could you do that in a Halloween movie? So what they do here is they take, they introduce a main character who really is the center of attraction in this story, right? Who's, who's not people, very appealing whatsoever. Okay. So, but here's the thing. Most people who paid to see Halloween ends last night in the theater 
when they sat in their seat and the lights went down and the movie went on, there's no way they thought that this guy, uh, this character named Corey Cunningham was going to be the center character in this movie. And let me tell you something right now. And I texted you this yesterday. I said, this this was the biggest rope a dope since the final, uh, the, a new beginning of Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. They totally rope a dope an audience into thinking they're seeing a Halloween movie. And they're not. First of all, Michael Myers doesn't even show up 45 minutes in. And then when he's there, he's hardly on. Let me just backtrack. In 1983, when Halloween 3 opened, it was pre But people knew going in Michael Myers wasn't in that. People knew he wasn't in it. That's not correct. That is not a completely accurate statement. Listen to me. I knew. And I was 13 years old. I, I knew. I know. There was no internet. I'm telling you, a lot of people went into the theater. They didn't know. And they were like, what the hell is this? Even though that movie's go- actually pretty good on a B pulp level. I mean, it's not high art either, but the movie is fun and it works. And Tom Atkins is awesome, right? Well, okay. You, all right. So the movie is fun so and it works. This movie is not cool. fun. This movie's not fun Look, at I'm, all. Let me, let me express my thought here. In Halloween 3, it's in the, the idea after Halloween 2 was John Carpenter and the producers said in their mind michael myers was dead the story was over so they said okay we want to continue the franchise and what they did they did defer what they wanted to do is an anthology story every year with the halloween theme took place on halloween halloween music that's what they did in halloween three i think the movie's good right people at the time were like well there's no michael myers what is this and they were pissed off because there were no, there was no. They wanted to see Michael all right, Myers. That, all right, that's not neither here nor there. The merits yeah, of this it movie, is because because the reason I thought this movie was very interesting is because this to me feels a lot like the idea of Halloween Three, except you strip Michael Myers for a lot of this film, right? But you have Laurie Strode in it. If this movie, let me ask you a question before I give you my complete thoughts. If the movie was called Haddonfield. And it was an anthology film. Would you would you think this movie stunk? Yes or no? Yeah, I would have. The only part po- yeah, be- because it it centered around an uninteresting character that had nothing to do with any of the other movies whatsoever. I don't agree. Okay, here's the disagreement. I actually thought he was interesting. Yeah, and I thought I thought well, you have actress- a kill you have a killer mind. I don't. That's the well, difference between you and I. I thought I thought the actress who plays Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter. Yeah, is, she's in all movie. three. She's been appealing in all three. That's fine. But there's no way in appeal- hell. There's no way in hell she would fall for a psychopathic killer after her mother and but father were killed by a psycho. Yeah, it's but totally she, implausible. She doesn't know that yet. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The guy's already killed a little kid, and I don't care giving spoilers away. And and there's no way in hell she would have fell for this guy. But here's the thing. Here's my point. Why? Because he's got a cool motorcycle that he fixed up. I mean, listen to me. In Christine, which is movie. Oh my god, this isn't Christine too. That's the problem, Chuck. But I understand. But listen to me. In Christine, uh, the character of Arnie. Is a nice guy. I know. I know the plot. I've seen it by a car. In this movie, this kid Corey Cunningham is a nice kid, even though he's blamed for something he didn't do, and he gets sucked into the dark world by Michael Myers. Right. right? Wow. I'm not. Yeah, I saw. I saw. I liked it the first time when I saw it. It was called Christine. I don't need to see 95 minutes of it again. Here's the thing. Sorry. At least listen to me. At least in my mind, listen. Is this again? This is not the movie I would have made, but but the movie that they made that I watched 
even though I said this is just weird that they did this, I was involved in this character, and I loved what Jamie Lee Curtis did in this movie. I liked a lot what the daughter did. I liked the scenes between Jamie Lee Curtis and Will Patton. I thought they were super sweet. I, I, the daughter and him bonding was, I thought, won me over. And wow, and, what about? And I love the scene with Michael Myers and Jamie Lee Curtis at the end of the film. Was I, it? Did, it was important for you to Michael Myers to make a friend. Is that what you're trying to say here? Because it was no. basically this movie's almost chud at, at some points. And, you know, he's in the sewers luring people down there to kill him. What is going on in this film, Chuck? You are crazy. And I, I'll no, agree with you I, one thing. I will cra- I will yeah. say the amount of mo- the amount of time and effort that yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis puts in this movie is very admirable. She's very good. She smiles a lot. She's definitely more upbeat in this film than she was in the other two. There's some hope. Yeah, There's some 100%. good stuff. And it I did like, like, and I will playing, say this, I yeah. did like the last 15. Here's what I say. I love yeah. the last 15 minutes and the, the denouement in this film the, and the, and the closure. I think these guys said, all right, we've got our ending. It's 15 minutes long. What the hell are we going to do for the ne- first 95 minutes? And they're like, well, let's just do an homage to Christine and, and try to fool the audience into thinking that Michael Myers is going to do some killing here. And, and to me, that's where they lost me. The ending's really good. But the, the 90 minutes, the 95 minutes, I got to wait for it is just ridiculous. Let me ask you a question. The scene, there's a scene in this movie where Jamie Lee Curtis is sitting in a chair, bouncing against the wall, talking to the Corey character, right? Mm-hmm. You like that scene? I like that scene. I like, see, I found that scene. I will say this I don't like any scene yeah. that kid's in. All right. So that's 95 minutes. There you go. Well, that's okay. the difference between you and me. I just did, found him uninteresting. Not a very appealing actor. Not a very believable script yeah. that that uh, Jamie Lee Curtis would first at, try to set him up with his da- her daughter, and then his her daughter would fall in love with him. It's just a joke. And then yeah. they they go to a party and they're dancing around and the and 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 it's just uh, they got teen. He's got he's got kids bullying him that are ten years younger than him, and 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 he kills them. I mean, it's just it. Look. All three of these well, movies were bad well, right for their Christine. own reasons. Right out of Christine. Right out yeah, of I understand. I know, Chuck, they remade yep. Christine. I get that. We all understand yep. that now. But that's not what we want to see when we see Halloween. I, it's called Halloween Ends, not Christine Starts Again. I, I get You're right. See, that's different. That's why this movie's interesting. Everything you said, I agree with, except the fact that I did like his character. You did. It's yeah, not I guess the movie that's what it comes down make. to. It's well, not I, the movie I would make. Having said that, I did find what they made bizarrely interesting. It I thought yeah. it sort of hooked me. Sort to, of me, hooked me. to me, yeah. it took them, what, five years and about mm-hmm. five and a half hours, and they got the last 15 minutes right. That's it to me. It, all the other stuff, I mean, the beginning of the first Halloween is good for me. It's pure horror. Yeah. Um, I don't like uh-huh. how they totally ignore the, the middle uh, portions of the series, but I, I can live with yeah. that. And then they lose me with the, you know, psycho psychiatrist that lets Michael Myers go free movie loses me there. The second one, they turn it into yeah. a political statement about how a virus can run through a town and make everybody go one person against another one. I'm like, what are we doing here? This is a Michael Myers movie. I don't need you to show me what the pandemic did or what the Democrats and Republicans have done to each other and how a town could be torn apart. Stupid. And then the third one, uh, let's just yeah. redo Christine and try to fool the audience and bring in this new character. Michael be in it a little bit and we'll throw in Laurie Strode. She's happy in this one. So maybe they'll be okay. Boom. They've gotten three and a half, uh, two and a half movies. They finally got it right with the last 15 minutes. And I was still waiting for another rope a dope at the end. Thank God they didn't do that. I thought the last 15 minutes were good out of two and a half fall three movies. And that's it. And I I'm, I'm sorry. You can't talk me into 
anything else. I'm no, glad no. I bought I, it. I have Peacock because if I would have went to the theaters to see this, I'm like, what are we watching here? This is, I mean, I was waiting for, you know, this guy to be a spinoff character that we were going to go have to go through another three movies with Chuck. No, here's a good, here's a good, this is what I heard. Okay. After Halloween kills, right. The, the Halloween ends was supposed to take place the same night. That's what I heard. Right. So there was a delay because of COVID. So they sat in a writer's room and they kicked it four years after Halloween kills. Yeah. And I think what happened is some, one of the four writers, including Danny McBride, one of them probably said, let's explore a bigger theme. And the theme of the movie is whether we agree or not, but the theme is that evil, uh, never, ne- basically evil, uh, is an interesting thing that can envelop and is, is always around, blah, 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 whatever. Right. So somebody got an idea to do something bigger. I think what happened here is it's almost like they had two completely different ideas, right? And they probably filmed, I don't know how much footage they filmed, but they probably probably tried to get this together in the editing room and realized, voice is a really interesting mix and we probably ain't all going to come together. Some people are going to buy into oh, some of this stuff and some people are going to be pissed off because it's not really what they want want to see i always am interested because you know when dwayne johnson we talk about this later they did a, a premiere of black adam one thing he said in the interview which i agree with he said we listen to the audience like it's very important to listen to it the audience be. what yeah, they want yes in this case i agree this is not what the audience wants i agree with you 100 percent. but chuck here's my but point I, these guys always interested in what they did it's but the, chuck it's my the, point is this look these yeah. guys are pretty powerful in hollywood it's not like they can't get another film greenlit so why yeah. not just say look we we have this interesting idea just make it another freaking movie you don't need to entangle it into the halloween storyline and fool the audience and disappoint another fan base that have to sit through another hour and 50 minute movie uh, just to get to the ending they want they these guys can green light a Christine reboot that has something completely different if they want. They don't need to somehow make it uh, a, a magical Michael Myers who lives underground. That's making people evil. Uh, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me, Chuck. It, it didn't need to happen. You know, it, it, it once again shows you how Asad Khalad and they got it right with Halloween four. I don't know how they did it on no budget. No stars, but Halloween four is a really good horror movie and an admirable sequel more than any of the other ones. It's just incredible to me how they I, got I like that Halloween. right. I, I agree. I like Halloween and Dwight Little directed that. He was a good director. He did a lot of episodes of the TV show The Practice. He was very competent and, and that movie does it's work. Cr- it's short, it's quick, there's H- good kills. H- 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 H2O works. H2O works very well. It's a very I love H2O. I do. It, it just to me, it, it's. It... But here's the thing, David Gordon Green. Let's just look. David Gordon Green with Helm Pineapple Express, right? Yeah. And he yeah. was into he 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 was more comedic. Uh, he I don't know what his pitch to Universal was that him and Danny McBride loved Halloween and obviously sold him. And but in retrospect, maybe these they just weren't the right people to do this franchise. Might be right. I, might be right. right. So, so, so here's the thing. The, the the question is, and 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 you, I said what I said. You said what you said. Here's the question: You Universal Studios. Now, at the end of this movie, Michael Myers ain't coming back, Mike. No, like, you wouldn't think so. No, he's no. not coming back, right? So, you know they're gonna want to do another Halloween movie in a couple of years. They're just gonna. That's the only thing they could do to what get him do? back is just do a, a a straight up remake of the first one. 
You have to. It's, it's the only thing again, you could do. Again. Yeah. Like you need it. You need it. You need a, another director with a vision to say, okay, we're going to redo Halloween and he'll make his own trilogy. And, you know, cause I mean, I guess there's nothing wrong to an extent because now they've done it different times with different properties. You know, obviously Batman has many different visions, right? Sure. sure. So it's almost like, okay, let's just reboot it again. Cause yeah, there is no other way at this point. Although, uh, you know, unless, uh, unless you remake the same movie and people don't want to see that with the, with the spirit of Michael Myers in a body, right? Nobody's going to want, nobody's going to want to see that. Right. Although, so you know, we say that, that Chuck, but yeah. Friday the 13th and Freddy franchises have laid dormant now for quite some time. And there's no horizon. There's no movie on the horizon for these two. Well, I mean, different, different... Friday the 13th is going to be re- resurrected. But having said that, listen, generationally now you know 10 years goes quick yeah i think it's a lot i think mike for whatever reason not for whatever reason i know the reason the reason halloween is an easy sell generationally is because of carpenter's score and it takes place on halloween people love halloween they like to get into the spirit of halloween so watching a halloween movie is 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 literally it's 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 it, it's you know uh it's addictive like it's, it's addictive. well it's a, it's a it's form like of crazy yeah, sugar it, you give them sugar you give them halloween music in a halloween movie they're gonna watch it well it's just right? like christmas it's just like a christmas but i don't movie. i don't think thing. i think friday 13th and and freddie as much as i think rob lang was awesome and i think they're harder sells for this generation they're harder sells well and i also think too there's really no reason to keep remaking halloween movies when all you have to do on halloween is watch halloween you know and it's just like christmas yeah. movies every year you're gonna watch the same things over and over again there's no reason to make another Halloween movie when you well, can just, you know the reason because they well, won a hundred million dollars. Well, they just made fifty five right on the first weekend. They, you know, mission great. accomplished. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, well, listen, uh, that's neither here nor there. We, we don't have a lot of time here. Let's move forward and get some movie news here. What do you got out there that people need to know that we haven't talked about over the last couple of weeks? Uh, I guess the big story is that uh, Paramount Pictures, after like four years of talking about it and even saying that Liam Neeson. We might star in a remake of the Naked Gun. They have greenlit and officially announced Paramount will do a remake or reboot of Naked Gun. Liam Neeson in negotiations to star. Uh, I guess it'll just it won't be a reboot. I mean, it won't be a remake. It'll probably just be further uh, adventures of uh, Lieutenant Frank Drebin played uh, incredibly to perfection by um, Leslie Nielsen. So, I mean, I have mixed feelings. One, I'm glad they the doing a comedy because they don't do comedies anymore but you can't do it better than leslie nielsen i like liam neeson a lot but leslie nielsen was just gold and the 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 baseball scene and the first one the oscar scene and 33 and a half they're just that's a masterpiece of comedy so what's your yeah, thoughts I, my thoughts is why just make a spoof movie with liam neeson in it stop stealing from other properties to get you know, some sort of built-in audience. It it goes back Why to the same. It? It, I know it just it's so annoying, Chuck. I, I I don't understand. I you know, I don't see the comic stylings of Liam Neeson pulling being able to pull it. So he's funny in the Lego movies, I guess. But I, I don't know about this. When has he ever been funny? When has yeah, Liam Neeson I, been funny? Yeah, I I I I get it. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how this uh, you know how 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 they do it. Here's another thing. Uh, as I was saying, Monday they did the premiere of Black Adam, which is tracking seventy million dollars plus. Very important movie for the DCEU. Uh, it appears that Dwayne Johnson is pretty powerful because uh, it, it's really no secret. I, I mean, everybody knows on the internet. There's a big, big uh, surprise in the end credits. Uh, 
I don't know. Do we give it away? Yes or no? Tell well, I mean, yeah, we could talk about Superman. Oh, oh good. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Superman, yeah. played by Henry Cavill, reappears in the end credits to because there's a line they're setting up in the trailer where Black Adam says, "There's not an entity on Earth that could defeat me," <laughs> uh, and, and and Superman will pop up and say, "Black Adam, hold my beer." Defeat. He'll be introduced. He'll be introduced <laughs> with the John Williams theme. Which is very, very interesting. The Hans Zimmer theme. Listen, that's going to bring the house down. I sort of wish it wasn't post credits. Just do it at the end of the movie. Yeah, but, I don't get it. but but here's the thing: most people on Twitter that watched it seemed to seem to, for the most part, enjoy it. They thought the action was really good. That it was good world building. It was exciting. Good notices for uh, Pierce Bronson as Doctor Fate. I'm not familiar with any of these characters. I'm just <laughs> saying what I, I, I I'm not. But but. It appears if this movie does is well received and makes money, that Black Adam could turn into the Thanos uh, of of the DC universe. But to get Henry Cavill back as Superman, which I guess Dwayne Johnson uh, brokered uh, the negotiation and deal to get him back, I like that. That yeah. I like a lot. I also saw too that Harrison Ford is going to take over the role of uh, William Hurt as uh, General Ross in the yeah, Thunderbolts movie. So. Um, I, and I also Spider-Man four has a release date, Chuck, July 12th, 2024. Do we know anything else other than that? I don't, I don't know. Then I guess Tom Holland will be back. Right. I guess that's where they're going. That's yeah, what, I, mean, I was kind of hoping I you knew about it. Huh? I, I was kind of hoping you knew. I, I don't, I don't, you know. I think, I don't think there's much to tell, to be honest with you, but it's very, you know, I don't even think they know other than the fact that, Hey, we're going to do another Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and, uh, kick it a few years down the, uh, down the road to uh, get it ready. And Sydney Sweeney as Barbarella. I guess, you know, I, I can't wait to see the poster. I can tell you that. I much. don't get that. I, I, in, in two, I don't get that one. I mean, I don't get it. <laughs> um. All right. We don't have a lot of time oh, here. I do have one big story. Oh, go, okay. go, go. Uh, this, this uh, David O. Russell movie. Uh, oh, that the, just, the, Amsterdam. Yeah, the, Amsterdam. Christian yeah. Bale, Margot Robbie, all-star cast. $80 million movie, another $25 million to market. Movie does less than $5 million at the box office. Only like $9 million worldwide. Dead on arrival. It tells you how quickly things have changed in a post-COVID yeah, world. Yeah. And here's the thing about this. This one is a self-inflicted wound that Hollywood caused himself because they, they steered people in one direction, which is you know, superhero, superhero, yep. fast cars, big popcorn movie. And now David O. Russell, who had Silver Linings Playbook, big hit. Uh, American Hustle was a pit, $125 million yeah, domestic yeah. hit. Very talented. This is a bomb. This is a bomb. And you know the ramifications and the ripple effect of this box office. Mature movies that are geared to people, you know, 40 plus who like to seek out something other than, you know, Dwayne Johnson flying around. They're going to say, hey, we're not making this because we just lost $100, $100 million. Variety is reporting that this movie will lose Disney $100 million. It's unbelievable. That's um, un- it came, yeah, it came and went without anybody even but, talking about but again, it. Again, it, it is a self-inflicted wound. Yep. And they've done this to themselves, and they really have paralyzed many roads in this industry because of, in my opinion – Gambling on streaming, greed on streaming, and mean spiritedness and viciousness toward theater owners. 
And um, well, they reap what they sow. This is a mess that has got to be uh, got to be ironed out, and it's going to take years. And my AMC stock is paying the price for it. All right, Chuck. Uh, yep. Fast five. Let's do them real fast here. Tim Robbins. He uh, is uh, sixty-four years old. Nuke Lelouch. Uh, it's Shawsh- it's Shawshank, oh, Shawshank. Uh, Redemption. But I also like uh, I also like uh, uh, the movie deal with Jeff Bridges. Uh, oh, Arlington Road. Who plays a villain? Oh, That's Arlington a great Road movie. Yeah, yeah. Too. And he's yeah. real good in Mystic Pizza. T- uh, Mystic Mystic River, not Mystic Pizza. Mystic River, Very real good. dark movie. How about Roger Moore? Yeah. Just pick your favorite sp- uh, James Bond movie. Oh, a view to a kill. No, ninety. He would have been ninety-five years old this week. He's so charming as Bond. He's he is. Just, Spy Who Loved Me is the best one, though. Let's face it. Spy yeah, Love it is. It is. I, I agree. How about Peter Boyle, Chuck? He passed away back in 2006, believe it or not. He would have been 87 years old this weekend. I mean, I love his I'm work hang- as Sarge and Beyond the Beside Adventure. No, Low-hanging uh, low, low fruit there for you. You like that? How about a movie called Joe? Uh, really interesting movie. And also, you know, in a small supporting turn in, in Taxi Driver, I mean, he's yeah. a really he he was a really interesting actor. He's a and monster of a man. Everybody loves Raymond, you know, became a, well, you know, a cash cow for all of them. And him singing, putting on the Ritz and the, oh, as the monster. I mean, I mean, I mean Young I mean, Frankenstein. I mean, iconic stuff. I mean, that's just great stuff. Just watch the scene with Gene Hackman and and see you can see how funny that man is. How about how about when he when he's when he's on his deathbed and beyond the Bassano adventure and he says to Michael Caine, "Promise me you'll get my daughter out of here." Michael Caine says, "If I get out of here, she'll get out of here." Oh, oh brother, unbelievable! Like, oh, unbelievable. Brother. Who needs Mark Harmon when you got Michael Caine, right? <laughs> Uh, George C. Scott, Chuck, who would have been 95 years old this weekend. Uh, Patton, obviously, but I, yeah. I, suppose th- I also think his turn in Exorcist 3 is really interesting. And uh, I like him as the bad guy in The Hustler, too. He's really good in that way back when. And also, also the movie um, Hardcore. Hardcore, Very interesting yeah. Movie. yeah. They don't make movies like that, that's for sure. Not and, I know, and, and I know you loved him as the Indian in Firestarter. All right, no, last, I do not. last no. but not least, Jean-Claude Van Damme. How old do you think Jean-Claude is? Right now, he's, he's got his birthday this weekend. Oh God, uh, fifty nine, sixty two. Holy smoke! Uh, sixty two. We're gonna go with sudden impact sudden, here, right? It, no, with sudden death. A sudden death. A sudden impact. You, you're thinking in a Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah sudden, make my sudden, day. Sudden death. Sudden hockey. death. Die hard in a hockey arena. I love, love it. Uh, <laughs> it's a great one. It is his best one. All right, Chuck, it pick is. the year, and I'll tell you what came out in that year. Ay, 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 uh, let's go. Uh, how about uh, 71? 1971, you're going with, all right? Coming out in October of 1971 on this weekend, you had uh, The Last Picture Show, uh, which was a huge hit, made some stars right. out of some actors, huh? It was Peter Bogdanovich. Uh, uh, he was a big name back in the day. You had Jeff Bridges, uh, Sybil Shepard, and yeah. Timothy Bottoms, right? And uh, what's her name won the Oscar? Cloris Leachman. Yes. And I got to tell you, Sybil Shepard, she's a beautiful woman. She I was. Like her. Yeah. I, I mean, she was a really unique, beautiful woman. Never Cash really. driver this movie. Yeah, never really broke through on the big screen and later in her career after Moonlighting, though. She had that Chances yeah. Are movie, but she yeah. went back to TV and did, you know, did that series, Sybil, but never had yeah. that. Uh, that big screen appeal as her co-stars in Moonlighting you might have heard of. By the way, big news this week, too, the reuniting of John Travolta and Bruce Willis since Pulp Fiction. They got a new movie coming out, Chuck, that the world's talking about. 
Yeah, you told me that Good Morning Good Morning America GMA did a profile, did a, did a piece on it. I got to be honest, that's shameful it because is. it was it, that movie is produced by Saban, yep. which is a slot company that's uh, 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 put Bruce Willis. Uh, I propped him up to do the, all these B-movie schlock where he has almost no dialogue. And I guess they filmed this before the Bruce Willis yeah, yeah, before retirement got, story. Yeah. But to act like this is a big uh, deal, come on. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, it, it, you know, they probably were on set for three days out of, uh, out of the whole production and, and making a big deal out of it. Come on. Yeah, it's a joke. All right, Chuck, we'll do this all over again. All right, my friend. Mike, uh, good, uh, good to be back on. And to the audience, thanks for listening. Happy Halloween. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts by Federated Media.